Jake, episode 60 of the True Patriot Podcast. Oh boy. What's Looking happening? Right What's happening, <laughs> my brother? <laughs> oh, you know, it was a good week. We had a good week. Um, good. Yeah, we uh, we finished up Henry's soccer season. Oh, um, that's good. And you know how at the beginning of the year, uh, like when we first signed him up, he, we were like, he's going to hate it he's going to lead the league in flowers picked and you know <laughs> uh, he's he's not going to pay attention at all um well at the beginning of the season he was like all into it he was super aggressive um and then by the end of the season he did not care about soccer anymore he did not want to play um so his second to last game he his coach was kind of getting on him because you know, he was, he's like the biggest kid on the team and the ones that can actually like chase down the the kids on the other team mm-hmm. and help defend the goal. Right. Uh, well he, his head was so out of the game that he was just kind of <laughs> jogging around the field, not even looking for the ball. And at one point <laughs> he actually tripped over the ball because he was checking out a girl on the sideline and just some <laughs> girl that was sitting there watching and he's like running toward the ball not realizing that he got there and he actually tripped over the ball. So is this so, like um, a young girl his age or is he checking out like a mom? Uh, it was like a young girl his age. Maybe oh, a little okay. bit. Maybe, probably more like Gary's age. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then. Uh, savage. <laughs> he is. He is. So we had the last game of the season and we knew that he was playing uh, his girlfriend's team. I always um, got a girlfriend. <laughs> he Henry has many girlfriends. <laughs> but yeah, this is the, this is his uh, one of his friends from school. Um, she was playing on the other team, and I said, "Henry, we got to have better effort than what we had last time. Uh, you got to pay attention." I said, "You want Elsie to think that you're a good soccer player, right? You have to impress her, and you got to play really hard." And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." So he scored like four goals in the first quarter. <laughs> it was actually no way. like. He was actually like trying. And then of course, every, every time he would score a goal, he would like run up to her and was like, look, look, did you see that? <laughs> hey, he's kind of figuring it out. I mean, isn't got that, it, man. that's got to be about 50% of the reason people try to be good at sports, right? You got to press yeah, the girls. Right. Who doesn't some, want? Some people like it, you know, to fulfill themselves and feel good about themselves. And, you know, they like that competitive nature. Others just like to show off and prove that they're a, uh, you know, a worthy uh, suitor, I guess. Well, besides, aside from like going to war and heading on a deployment, uh, that's the next best thing you can do to yeah show your dominance. Well, Physical we got, dominance, yeah. We have war, we got sports, <laughs> and we got make a lot of money. Those are the three. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, like, yeah, three ways to impress a girl. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what what else is there? That's I it. don't know. That, that's it for me. Uh, yeah, I I suppose I finally won mine over by uh, just being nice. Oh, funny guy, humor, <laughs> funny guy, humor's a good one too. It's less effective though. Yeah, it's like 
that is the long road. But if you want like instant attention, the other three, that that's yeah. fourth in the power list. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I texted you and your wife this, but I, my daughter, uh, my middle child, mm-hmm. she's three, she's a three major and she's just, a, she's a little shit and she's just yeah. drawing on things, making mm-hmm. messes and, you know, you just like walk around in a new room and you see something she's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, her new thing is she has decided she's going to start blaming Henry for things, <laughs> random things that have happened around the house. Like, or Henry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's just like not taking ownership of, of her bad behavior. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I, like, like Henry hasn't been here in months. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even seen. She hasn't seen Henry in a while. I, when was yeah. the last time they were together? Uh, Labor Day. Yeah, good we into your house. Yeah, I don't know. We must. She just must hear us talk. She must know he's a bad kid. <laughs> so that's the rap he's got going on. Oh yeah, that's the other Poor thing. Kid. Number five on the list: the bad boy. Bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> but although that's good for like um, like young girls, like teenage girls. But then oh. once they become an adult, they don't like the bad boys much. I don't know. They do. It's like you, everybody knows that one girl that just like just was like in love with the dude that's in and out of jail or <laughs> we got plenty of like. Well, those are the girls that never grow up. Yeah. I mean, they just they live for that adrenaline of yeah. being girls, with a bad boy. Girls like bad boys. <laughs> women, women like good guys. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, of women, uh, tomorrow is my wife's birthday. So if you're wow. listening to this, um, text my wife, if you know who she is, <laughs> text to tell her happy birthday. Uh, um, I will. yeah, yeah. So, uh, we did something today that was actually really fun. We had, uh, kind of planned this, uh, one of her friends planned a, um, a game show battle room. Um, have you seen these before? Have you heard of these? No, like is this at a venue or is this like at your house yeah. or it's it's at Hilliard. Uh they they you sign up, they split you up on teams, right? You go into the room and they have like a game show set in <laughs> in the room, right? They've got the uh it's kind of like family feud style where they've got the uh you know, they've got like a video board and then they've got the two uh desks. Um, the first game we played was cool. Family Feud, um, but they have like names to get around copyrights and stuff like that. They're like, you're not allowed to say Family Feud in here. You <laughs> you have to. <laughs> so this is a survey uh, showdown or something like that. Yeah. So that's funny. Uh, yeah. So we played <laughs> that, and it was a tie. And then we uh, after that we played Wheel of Fortune, and they had uh, spin and solve. They spin the wheel, you spin the wheel and it gives you like um, either a hint or you get to guess a letter or something like that. And yeah. you're trying to solve the wheel of fortune puzzle, right? Yeah. And we were split up into guys and girls. And by this point, the guys started pulling away a little bit. So is this just you and one other couple or is it like no, a few couples? Yeah, there were, uh, it was like her family and then, um, you know, one of, one of the couples that we're friends with. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it, there were six guys and six girls <laughs> on each team, right? Okay. So, yeah. Six, six and six. True family feud style. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, after the uh, Wheel of Fortune, 
the guys are starting to pull away a little bit. And then the next round is price is right. Um, so they had, <laughs> they had, you know, items that were from target and we had to, uh, uh figure out how much, uh, each one costs. Yeah. And at that point, the girls caught up. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, it was tied going in the last round and the like, last round. Like how was, much was this decorative pillow cost? <laughs> well, it was like, what were, what were the target items? I gotta know. Like they were, there was like, uh, like a bug candle, you know, like a citronella candle that you put on your, uh, patio. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, some sponges. There <laughs> were a pack of gum. There was, yeah. um, like Tylenol, uh, but it was like off brand. <laughs> um yeah things like that just regular everyday items yeah um, bag of m&ms that kind of stuff so everything was like the prices that we had to choose from were like one dollar two dollars four dollars six dollars eight dollars and ten dollars you know things like it's it was very close everything was one to ten dollars really that's tough yeah all right so let's hear the finale so then the last uh game that we did was like Plinko, right? Where you drop the disc in, in the pegboard and it goes all the way down and lands yeah. in a slot at the bottom. And you get points based on where, which point it lands in. Okay. So it was tied going into that last round. Mm. Um, and uh, each person got to drop three discs. And the guys start pulling away with this. And... <laughs> uh, it comes down to my wife is the last one to go and we're up by like 2000 points. And the most that you can get on a single drop is if it lands right in the middle, you get a thousand. So she uh, puts her hers in there and the last one comes up and they are down by exactly 1000 points. (laughs) And she drops it in there in the thousand on the very last disc. And tied up the game. Plus, they got an extra point um, for getting for it in what? the middle. For getting it in the middle. Oh, this is bullcrap. Yeah. So then it was a tiebreaker, and we had to do it again. And the guy that we nominated to to drop for the guys, uh, he got like a hundred points. Mm. And then she went. She went and got like five hundred, and they won. That's good. So they got to take a picture with the giant trophy and they go on the wall of champions. And yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a cool girls uh, win again. Cool date night, though. What's this place called? Uh, it was um, Game Show Battle Room. It's in Hilliard. Game? I'm writing that down. Like, yeah, it was, it was a blast. I absolutely recommend it. What's it cost? About a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends on how many people you have going, I think, but it, it was actually pretty affordable for the group we had. That sounds fun. It was, it was That's, like, yeah. That is wholesome, good fun. Yeah, it was fun. And they said that <laughs> they have another another room where they do um, things like Minute to Win It, and, and you know they just have different games. Um, they do kind of like a newlywed style game where you got to write the answer and everybody in your team is trying to guess it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I have a question uh, yeah. pertaining to Melissa. How was she feeling the day after uh, and Monday and Tuesday after uh, the Sunday half marathon? Uh, she was pretty sore. Yeah. She was, uh, I mean, she, <laughs> she recovered 
quicker than I thought she would. Um, yeah. But she, yeah, she's a trooper. She's, she's just tougher than you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to say the day after the marathon was rough. Yeah. Like <laughs> I could barely walk. I was like shuffling around really walking upstairs was exceptionally awful. Uh, I went to work and had a rough day. Any, I knew it was going to be a rough day at work anyway. It's like mm-hmm. we demoed a garage, a brick garage on Friday. And it was like Friday was demo day, but Monday was like clean everything up, make it look nice, seed it. And a bunch of manual labor, and I knew it was coming. Yeah. But I drug my <laughs> decrepit ass to work, dude. I was like my hip flexors, like the muscle the tendons that like you just mm-hmm. lift your leg straight up with like to walk they yeah. were so sore like i could barely get in and out of the truck i was like lifting <laughs> i was like lifting my lifting leg. leg up <laughs> yeah it was like i needed crutches and yeah. my <laughs> felt like lieutenant my, dan <laughs> i did yeah i was just throwing my worthless legs around and i was like shuffling around like i walked at like probably a freaking a fifth of my normal speed just walking around it was bad mm-hmm. i was shuffling around like a like an like i was i don't know like the old guy that everybody's waiting on like yeah. it was bad <laughs> dude yeah. uh that was the worst part my in my right in my hips like my hip flexors inner groin and my outer i don't know what you call those abductors i don't know dude yeah. it was bad but uh and the second day was slightly better but just as bad like I, that was the sorest i've ever been in my life i, I mean i'm good now mm-hmm. i'd say day three i felt a little better i mean a I was little still, better. Yeah. it was crazy dude <laughs> I, I i was shocking that's probably one of the harder like that you've pushed your body in your life right i mean yeah. that's a long long way uh, I, I know that i mean i'd ran that 20 and didn't feel like that Afterward, I mean, I was sore. Have you ever just like constantly worked out for five hours straight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, even playing football, you even playing football, you might like practice for five hours, but you're kind of like that's a long time and stuff like that. Five hours is a long time to be just constant movement and repetitive movement. Repetitive, I'm thinking, I don't know what my Olympic triathlon time is, probably like three hours. Yeah, that was a long, long go there. Long, long, long. Yeah. So if you are into that kind of stuff, I'd recommend <laughs> it. And like, yeah. So I took a week off everything. I didn't do anything. No lifting, no running, no exercise all week. So I'm feeling good. Good. What should I do next? Uh, uh, I think, didn't you decide that you were going to uh, kayak down to the Ohio River to Cincinnati? Yeah, but I'm not doing that in the winter time and no, it's too no, cold no. That'd well, be like next- now is when you start training you gotta do like rowing exercises and things like that ready <laughs> and balance balance drills for a kayak i don't it's hard to tell and probably what, swimming because you'll fall over <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's gonna really test like my backcountry I, I, i'm more concerned like with the camping part of i don't know it's kind of more like a mental thing i don't know i'm not i don't think it's gonna be too physically demanding my ass might get sore yeah yeah (laughs) because i mean at the end of the day if you get tired you can just 
sit there and coast right in the river right. was to take you yeah i mean i do want to do that i like we said i don't know how many days i don't know that that will be fun that'd be a real yeah. i think that'd it'd be, be a, cool. a heck of a trip yeah you in no i remember i said i would follow you and pick you up oh yeah we need somebody to do that so <laughs> i'm your guy i'm just curious i'm thinking maybe maybe a two or three day thing I wonder how far we'll get. I just have no idea. So we'll see. Um, I was thinking about, it's just a shame to be like in such good running shape to just quit. Like I was yeah. like half of me wants to find another race, but I don't know. Maybe just do a half then since only half of you wants to do it. That's child's play. I ran like 10 <laughs> halves this year. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought about a half iron man. Yeah. But the only one that's there's like one there's well there's like one this week in like North Carolina, but the only other ones in Florida, I think it's in December. But I don't know, probably not really on the. You should try to find one that's like in the winter in like Minnesota. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll probably I'll just be it. done, but. I don't know. I, I'm looking. If anybody knows a good race, uh, send it to me. Send it to the True Patriot podcast page. If you want to see me suffer some more and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a Patriot of the Week, Jake? I do. Uh, my Patriot of the Week is James White of Fulton County, Georgia. Um, so James kind of had a um, kind of a rough upbringing. Um, by 17, he had dropped out of school, um, and he was arrested for armed robbery, and he was ser serving time in prison at 21. Um, when he got to prison, he decided uh, you know, this wasn't the path that he wanted to be on, so he decided to start focusing on his education. Um, he got his GED while he was in prison. As soon as he got out, he uh, was able to enroll in a community college. Um, he eventually got to uh, law school. He actually went to finished up law school at Ohio state. Uh, so he's a Buckeye. Um, uh, oh. Yeah. And then uh, he returned home after he, uh, after he finished law school, he returns home to Georgia and now he works in the prosecutor's office. Um, and he's working in their second chance diversion program uh, in the Fulton County prosecutor's office. Um, so I mean, he's, he's working with like, uh, you know, troubled youth, um, to kind of set them on the right path and help them, um, you know, get out of that, that trajectory that their lives are leading them, um, yeah. and, you know, become a productive member of society. So I think that was, uh, that's a really cool story. Um, I love hearing stories like that where guys just kind of like when the system actually works, it's just a beautiful thing. Right. This is a guy yeah. that made a mistake. He learned from his mistake and he vowed to, to be better. And he was, that's I mean, awesome. So many, so many guys just, uh, you know, go to jail, get out, get right back in. Right. Yeah. Or just waller in their <laughs> self pity and mm -hmm. put all these stipulations on themselves. Well, I can't do that. I'm a felon or, can't yeah. do, you know, no one will hire me. Yeah. And, and then lead you right back into the same crap. Right back in. So shout out James White. Yeah. I like James it. James White. Yep. Um, my Patriots of the week. Uh, I think we kind of mentioned this, 
before, uh, but this is a it's a they're doing it again. So the Save Our Allies group, if if you don't remember who they are, it's kind of spearheaded by Tim Kennedy, who we've talked about. He's a former Army Special Forces Sergeant Major turned MMA fighter. They formed this group during the Afghan the Afghanistan pullout, which was kind of left a lot of people hanging. And, um, you know, there was a lot of people that helped us left behind, uh, mm-hmm. left to fend for themselves in a dangerous situation where, you know, ISIS is back in control and they're stuck. So, mm-hmm. so, so Tim Kennedy, Chad Robichaux, uh, Nick, uh, Paul Misiano and Sarah Ferrardo. Those are the four people that make up the Save Our Allies that founded the Save Our Allies group. And their mission is to save our allies, save allies. save people, good people in bad situations. So they're back at work again uh, with all this Israel and Hamas stuff. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. people left in war-torn areas, and mm-hmm. they're doing their part and trying to get them out because they saw a need. The need was, you know, these people are asking for help. The government moves too slow to provide that help, and thankfully they put this group together. Um with a bunch of awesome Americans and, and I mean, I'm sure there's people that aren't Americans just working to do good. So mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight these people, uh, Chad Robichaux, uh, he's a former force Marine recon DOD contractor. Mm-hmm. He served eight deployments, um, in JSOC. Uh, he's kind of spearheading this as well. Mm-hmm. Founder, uh, Nick Palmisiano. West Point grad. Uh, he was an Army in- infantry officer for six years. I went on to uh, be a businessman. I think he worked for John Deere, some other Fortune 500 companies. Uh, now he owns Ranger Up, which is like a military veteran-themed kind of apparel company. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they do other things. but And we got Sarah Verardo. Um, she's a mom of three. Uh, she's married to Sergeant Michael Verardo, uh, he was catastrophically wounded, uh, bad TBI, amongst other injuries, after stepping in on an IED in Afghanistan. And since then, she's kind of been an advocate for veterans, uh, wounded veterans, ever since, and kind of made that her mission. Um, And she's an advisor to Congress. Uh, She's obviously part of this organization, and I think a few others. And she's really been a staple, instrumental in uh, shaping national policy for our veterans and their families. So she's she's caused a lot of change in the policies and how how people are treated uh, after this. And just wanted to give them all a big TPP shout out for what they're doing. And if you want to donate to them, it's uh, saveourallies.org. And you know they're doing good things and. It's it's great to see they're still at it and stepping up once again when mm-hmm. they hear the call. Yeah, I love seeing um, badasses with a purpose, right? Yeah. I mean, these people are all just, they're just badass people and they are on a mission. Um, and that's just, it's it's cool to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're just, they're still in the fight. Like just because their mm-hmm. service is done, you know, they're still, still serving. Yep. And, and arguably, you know, better ways, you know, it's, humanitarian effort here so mm-hmm. it's gonna yep. be cool to 
remind you guys, they're really good. If you want to donate, you want to actually make a difference, you know, send your money to them. I mean, mm. we know our tax money's not really being used <laughs> very well. I mean, gosh, it's hard to even look at the news mm-hmm. uh, just to see all this government waste. I mean, it's like, wow. But uh, I'd, I'd say our money is, we, we might as well just send our tax money to save our allies. That, that'd probably be better. Yeah. They need it. I mean, more would get done. <laughs> yeah. More that people actually like care about, like yeah. feel good about, like, wow, helped mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> well, you want to introduce the real talk? Real talk. Um, <laughs> real talk this week is uh Halloween, so we are uh, Halloween. That's the, that's the devil's holiday, dude. <laughs> that's what, what are you saying. talking about? I don't know. I think it started out that way, but you know, over the years, uh, those meanings kind of get lost, and and uh, you know, we we kind of morph into something new and uh, you know my kids love halloween uh for obvious reasons um mostly candy but they also love to uh you know watch some movies and dress up as new characters and you know they get to be uh the cool kids that they or the cool characters that they watch on tv or you know read about in books or whatever and they uh yeah so it's fun watching them um, kind of go through the same traditions that I did as a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't have many great memories? Like Halloween is like a, definitely a staple of, uh, well, it's a worldwide holiday, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a staple of American holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, who? Do, it's just classic. You, you get to dress up as your favorite yeah. superheroes <laughs> you're the you know little kids want to be an army guy or mm-hmm. uh jason <laughs> or michael Meyer. <laughs> uh i don't know how many times my brother uh dressed up with the scream mask i mean yeah it's gonna be cool hey he's probably going as the scream mask again this year <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> um some quick history on um halloween it was originally called all hollows eve and uh it's kind of a holiday that began in europe and the settlers um kind of brought it over you know when we Mm -hmm. colonized america um it it was you it originally they didn't use pumpkins they they carved like turnips and then the americans are the ones that started the pumpkins because that's what we had had (laughs) extra pumpkins yeah um yeah, I mean, that's all I got on that. But <laughs> it's it's interesting that they kept it up uh, through like the Salem witch trials. Ooh, you would think yeah. that they would be like, we got to stop. <laughs> like, we got actual witches out here. We got to stop celebrating them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. It's just a big nostalgia. Yeah. Big holiday. And, you know, it's nice to see. Everybody kind of the communities come together and everybody's yeah. got their light on and you know that kids are flocking to they they want to go to that nice house with the big candy bars big candy bars yeah <laughs> it's funny we live in kind of like a like an older neighborhood but it's attached to like there's a new addition to it 
and all of those houses over there are much newer and much bigger, <laughs> right? So guess where we go trick or treating? Yeah, over there. <laughs> over there. It's funny. Uh, my mom was part of a sorority, but it, she wasn't. She never went to college. But there's all these moms, a group of moms that came together to kind of like be a sorority, and they. Mm -hmm. Put together activities for their kids that was pretty much mm -hmm. the their mission was to like do cool stuff for their kids but yeah. i never forget every year some woman like they'd all get together and it, was, <laughs> it seemed like it was a big deal to me but it was it felt like the super bowl of all halloweens but it was just in some woman's basement and <laughs> i don't know how they had their basement so clean but there everything in that basement was halloweened out and there yeah. was like, you know, <laughs> bobbing for That's apples awesome. and the mm -hmm. witch's cauldron and just wa walking around like it's like they made it so special. And I look forward mm -hmm. to it so much. It's just yeah. like the community aspect of Halloween mm -hmm. is great. And, yeah. you know, I'll never forget that. It's weird. It's kind of weird. Like, they probably didn't think it was a big deal, but it was to me. So yeah. just try to go the extra mile and make Halloween even Especially though it's kids, even though yeah. it doesn't seem <laughs> as an adult, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But when you're a kid, it's like, wow. Yeah. Everything. And it's always such a big decision. Uh, what are you gonna be for Halloween as a kid? It's like it's like the biggest decision of the year. What's my Halloween <laughs> costume gonna be? Um so as when I was a kid, it was pretty much what kind of what kind of sport am I gonna play, right? Uh, I can be a football player or I could be a basketball player, or a baseball player. That's all I wanted to be as a kid. So what is your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? What's your top memory? Uh, probably like where probably, you felt on top just, of the world. Probably just uh, as a football player. Um, <laughs> because that's, that's what I, I always went as something. Cause you, right? Cause you always tried to be a football player, but. On Halloween, you're actually like we're, we're a good one. Yeah, until I got old <laughs> enough to actually play. Yeah, because <laughs> your mom didn't let you play till what? No, and until, until I was in middle school. Yeah, so you're just yearning. You're like, wow, yeah. I'm actually Some, a football player someday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like twelve. <laughs> so what's funny is this year, you want to guess what Gary's going to be? Uh, probably. Hold on, I know it's a football player, but. Is he going to be a specific player? He is just going to be a Buckeye football player. Okay. So, so how are you going to make that happen? What do you see in Gary? What's going to be this way to the to the Buckeye gridiron? Like what? What are you seeing as a dad? Um, we better start kicking some field goals. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a long snapper. He could. He could be a. He could be a long snapper. But you actually got to be a pretty big guy. Like, yeah, you got to be and built he, like he's, a linebacker. He's not built like a linebacker. He's, I, I've always thought that he's going to be a good. He's going to be like a solid safety. He sees the field well, and he's, he's the kind of kid that's always in the right place at the right time. Um, he, yeah, he just he loves he loves Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course, who doesn't? Yeah, um, but he, uh, yeah, he's. I think his his uh, his place is going to be on defense. What um, what? How how big do you think Gary's going to be? I know Henry's your giant Goliath son, but yeah, Gary's I, like 
I don't know. I, I think of it as kind of, you know, looking at, at my family and my wife's family. Um, yeah, you guys are big. People. I, I think that he's going to be like tall and skinny. Um, yeah. Kind of like her little brother. Um, but then Henry is going to be, he's just going to be like medium height. I think he's going to be, he's going to level out. He might hit like six foot. Henry? And, yeah. thought he's going to be tall. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I think he's going to be like me and he's going to shoot up fast and then level out. He's going to be the tallest kid in the eighth grade. And then he's going to be the same height when he's 35 years old as he is when he's. So he, so Henry's going to have to be like a center guard or D lineman. (laughs) Probably. And you have to be an absolute savage to be those positions. Yes. You do. Yes. But, But I don't think Henry can play football. Because we won't be able to get him to stop checking out the cheerleaders. That's eventually he'll realize he's got to perform to impress the cheerleaders. Yeah, that's true. Like laying people out. <laughs> we'll get um, Say my favorite Halloween costume um, was because I was so poor, my aunt would make our Halloween costumes every year. Okay. Okay, so my favorite one was when I was Raphael, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No way. She like made us these elbow pads, and she made yeah. the whole she handmade the whole like Ninja Turtle suit. Dude, that's and, awesome. And I think I wore it like two or three years in a row until yeah. I was like way too big for it. my my like, arms were poking out the ends of the green suit. But uh, yeah, she had like this pillow. It was like a big. It's like having a pillow on your head and then yeah. have like the headband with the eyes over the top, like my forehead. And oh, I just loved I mean, Raphael is my favorite turtle, obviously. Sure. He had them like fucking dagger things. Mm-hmm. And Dude, mine were you, you wanna hear something crazy? No. Guess what Hen- guess what Henry's gonna be for Halloween? Ninja Turtle. Raphael. No way. <laughs> yeah, I swear. My guy, my <laughs> freaking dude. That is hilarious. Me and him have a thing. <laughs> yeah. What everybody had a favorite turtle like growing up. What was your favorite turtle? Uh I I kind of liked uh Michelangelo. I thought he's funny. Michelangelo, is he uh purple? He's, no, he's orange. He's the uh, he's like the one that is always, you know, goofing off and eating pizza. Well, what's his weapon? I forget. Um, I was all about the weapons. Yeah. Uh, I think he is he. You better Google uh, it. I'm googling it right now. Turtle weapons. <laughs> well, Leonardo was a blue one. What the hell did he have, dude? I, I'm lost. I I think the purple one was Donatello, and he um, had like the big stick, which is right. cool. Yeah, so Raphael used the twin sigh. Those are the short swords. Yeah, that's um, what I... Leonardo I had the katana, the um, long sword. Donatello yeah, pretty... used something called a bow. It's like a big stick. Which is like a big stick, yep. And Michelangelo, of course, used the nunchucks. All right, yeah, nunchucks are cool. Yes. There's even as... a. As an adult, like, you know, Jackie Chan. Uh, <laughs> still cool. Still very, maybe the coolest weapon, but 
I have no idea how, you know, to use them. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't even imagine <laughs> trying to use them. I, I, I would definitely break something or someone, probably myself, <laughs> trying to use nunchucks. Yeah, the nunchucks like is I'd, like I'd like swing it and hit myself in the back of the head. Yeah, the classic <laughs> thing is like trying to do the nunchucks and you fucking yeah. split your head up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, I for sure would. I definitely yeah. like I'm gonna get off this podcast and I kinda wanna order some fucking nunchucks. He's definitely gonna order some nunchucks, guys. Yeah, that's we're gonna, so be sit- we're gonna be sitting here next week. Craig's gonna be- have his head bandaged. <laughs> gonna be like, all right, how was your week? Well, my week kind of sucked because I have split my head open with nunchucks. Is there anything cooler than nunchucks in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, I've had a heavy bag laying on the ground. Like I've always told myself, I'm going to mount it in my garage, like on the yeah. rafters. Yep. It's literally been laying by my squat rack for like three years. But <laughs> if I had some nunchucks, I think I might be motivated to hang my heavy bag. Dude. And- beat the crap out of it that is what you need to do you need yeah. to get you need to get really into martial arts now um now that you have good cardio <laughs> <laughs> you need to get into martial arts like mma or just like uh why not just japanese ancient weaponry in my garage why not both well i don't know because if I'm going to do something, I'm all in, and mm-hmm. you can't be half-ass into. I don't know. I've always kind of wanted to. It's fun, but yeah, I've always thought about it. Don't make me get on a rabbit hole, but this could I be your always, origin story. I always thought. Here's the thing. I always thought, you know, after football and in my twenties, I thought, man, MMA be kind of cool. But what's always held me back is, obviously, went off and had kids early on. Mm-hmm. It's like. Is it really worth the head injuries? Like that yeah. is a part of it. And yeah. I already got my bell rung plenty enough times playing high school and college football. Yeah. And that was bad enough. Like, dude, I don't know how those guys, you know, that's like, you can really get fucked up in MMA. Yeah. So when I was in, uh, what kind of deterred me from it was what, I was in really good shape, right? I just lost a bunch of weight. I was doing all those obstacle course races. I was like in really good shape. You were. Yeah. I <laughs> and I, and I, I was like, Hey, I think the next challenge is I want to join a gym and like start training. I want to start boxing, start wrestling, uh, jujitsu, all that stuff. <laughs> and, um, I talked to, uh, one of my buddies, his mom owns like a karate gym and I was talking to her about it. And she goes, before you go down this path, let me ask you one question. Do you have a job where it would be acceptable for you to constantly show up with black eyes? Yeah. I'm like, I could probably swing it, maybe. <laughs> but I was like, uh, probably not. I think a lot of people would uh, be like, what the hell's wrong with Jake? And why is he just constantly getting his bell rung? <laughs> but so- you... You do have a job where you could show up with black eyes and everybody oh, yeah. would just think that it, it was Jess. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I have a funny story about my childhood. And we were, you remember my dad, we were always boxing. Mm-hmm. My dad had the gloves in the garage. Of course. The boys, we'd always throw them on like growing up, like from an early age, we were always 
boxing in the garage and in the yeah, yard, the backyard boxing. It's a blast. And I we we all box each other. We all the time. Yeah. All the time. I was like yes. <laughs> Yeah. And then our school kind of had like a fight club. Um <laughs> yeah. like literally like <laughs> MMA is becoming was- popular and like there was MMA fights in random parks and places uh all the like, time it, it was like be, um, i mean you it would be like hey meet like here fight, after school it was like fight club <laughs> and the kids we weren't the kids weren't even mad at each other no it um, was like it was like, like purely are, for sport <laughs> we are sport fighters yes. but that that isn't what i was going to talk about Anyways, what i was going to talk about is um when i was a teenager i was probably 13 dad's like i'm putting you in the police academy league <laughs> boxing and i was like yeah. well hell yeah like okay yeah. I, I went down to the gym um is in it's kind of in a rough part of town uh the uh-huh. pal league pal police academy league boxing yep. so showed up um it's a little i was a i was thinking you know i walked walked in there i was like 13 i remember like maybe i was four, i might have been 14 maybe 15 somewhere in there um and i th- instantly saw like a bunch of young kids they're all like 10 and under like a bunch of little pep squeaks i'm like man i really I'm kind of fucking out of place here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <and> like <laughs> football was my passion, but dad was like, um, you're, you know, you're going to learn how to box. So yeah. we went in there. This guy had the a big, sport. this guy had a big handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like wearing sweats, your classic boxing trainer. Mm-hmm. And the, the first practice, um, I went to, he just put me up in front of a heavy bag. And all I, all he had me do was jab, jab, punch like two jabs and a haymaker yeah he's like you master that today i was like seriously like that's all i'm gonna do today and i was in a gym in the corner like with a heavy bag and Mm -hmm. all i did for like an hour and a half was jab jab punch punch. (laughs) this sucks one one two yep (laughs) (laughs) and then like the second practice comes he gave me some other weak ass combo to practice for an hour and a half yep but, but the funniest thing was it was like the second day. He's like, "Hey, Craig, you want to see what one percent body fat looks like?" And then he 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 has his hand. He, he's like, "I was like, yeah, sure, whatever." And he he like has his hands on this kid's shoulders. He's like eight years old, and he has like a mohawk. And he 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 walks in front of him. He's like, "Yeah," he's like flexing. He's like, "He's a ripped little dude," but he's like eight years old. He's like, he's like that's what one percent body fat looks like. That's what it looks like." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm thinking, dude. Cool, this dude. guy, <laughs> this guy's fucking nuts. So anyway, I think I might have done three practices, and I told my dad like, "This is a waste of my time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this. It, what? Like, it, I I really want to focus on football. That's what I'm good at anyway. Like, screw this guy. Well, yeah. anyways, five years later, that guy gets popped for child pornography. Oh my goodness! This guy was the police academy league trainer. For like 20 years, he had fucking cameras. <laughs> I, I, I told dad, I, I had bad vibes about this dude. He's a fucking yeah. weirdo. Yeah. That's why I didn't, like, he was not cool. Like, something yeah. was, he's, screw this. This guy they sucks. Had, he yeah. had cameras in the locker room. He got raided by the FBI, child oh pornography, god. fucking filming little boys. Oh my god. It's a good thing I got, I was too old for him to make a victim, right? I think that's why like, yeah. he didn't like me. Like, yeah. I was not part of this fucking <laughs> shit. He's like, so, whatever, we'll just let this guy hit the bag in the corner. But he's kind of like, I gotta find an eight year olds. Yeah, he's like fucking Dude, take that's a picture. Scary. And that's I remember crazy. like he's a Zanesville guy. I remember he like fled to Mexico and eventually like I think he got 
charged and got out on bail. Then he fled to like Mexico. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucked wow. up dude. That's crazy. So he ruined my boxing career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. But, I mean, yeah. weird, fucked up. Story. All right. Anyways, you want to introduce the new segment? Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we uh, a couple weeks ago, we decided that we were no longer going to do the Biden gaffe of the week um, or Trump. It's gone. Gaffe. It's gone. I'm over, over it. So we had to replace that with something. And um, what we came up with was. Uh, what we're going to call Patriot Picks. Yeah. Yeah. And what we'll be doing is every week we'll have a category and we we will list our top three things in that category, but it's going to be draft style, right? So we can't use the same one. We want you guys to tell us which, who has the better list and what we missed on. So is it like snake style draft? I think it should. Like, if whoever gets first pick, it'll be it'll second be second pick and it'll second be like, goes twice. Yes, then, so it'll be me, you, you, me, me, you. Okay. Should we do three or four? I don't know. I was kind of planned for three this time. Okay. Well, if we if we get one that's going to have a lot, then we can go. We can expand it. So let's go three but this time. We'll do three this time. All right. So okay. do you want to go first or second? Um, I am going to flip a coin. Great idea. Okay. You can call it. I'm going to do the flip and then I'm going to catch and flip over. Okay. So what do you, what do you want? I want tails. Oh, oh I, this- I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to try again. You tails. I still want tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Unless it does. It, it's tails. It's tails, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get first pick. Uh, right. Oh, we didn't even say the topic, did we? Oh, no, we didn't say the topic. <laughs> <laughs> this week's topic to kick us off on these Patriot picks is Halloween movies. Top Halloween movies Top of Halloween all time. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> all right, what's your top Halloween movie of all time? Um, This is going to be a very controversial take um but i absolutely love this movie uh my favorite halloween movie is coco i don't know what that is you need to elaborate you need to explain yourself coco is a pixar film um it is set around a uh mexican boy miguel on um day of the dead in mexico and he loves to play music but his family his great great grandfather was a musician and left town and never came home so his family's like generations of no music allowed in the house but he loves music so he plays it secretly well then he he has kind of a dispute with his family so he uh he ends up crossing over and going into the land of the dead and he has to find his way home this he, isn't even halloween this is dia de los muertos what's the difference that's not halloween it's halloween do they that's do just, di- that's just mexican halloween what is mexican halloween at the same time as american halloween uh it's 
very similar time frame. Yeah. That's right after Halloween. Dude, yes. you this is such a bad pick. But I told you that you were going to hate it, and I so, think you're wrong. That is November a, 1st and 2nd. A, it is a great movie. That is a Dia de los Muertos pick. A Mexican. <laughs> it's not Halloween. It's Dia de los a, Muertos. Doesn't matter. It's a great movie. It came out in 2017. Is that right? I'm trying to look this. That sounds here. right. Yep. You you pick for the top Halloween movie of all time. It's my favorite. J- Jake selects a Pixar cartoon film from 2017. <laughs> okay. About a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me just say you're gonna hate all my picks because good. I I don't like slasher movies. I'm not like a horror film guy. I like yeah. movies that that like I can watch with my kids that are fun, right. that are funny, make me laugh. We'll see what the really? listeners have to say because I have the best Halloween movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh well, actually, I don't know if it's based around Halloween or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Exorcist. The classic Exorcist movie. You seen it? Yeah, of course. Uh, the That's original what... movie came out in 1973. And I remember the first time I watched The Exorcist like no other. I was at my grandma's house. Um, we all watched it on the big screen TV she had because it was so mm-hmm. poor. It was like, it was one of those TVs that was like six by six by six. <laughs> like yeah. the, the the big screens were like 500 pounds back then but we would all watch the exorcist i remember i went home and uh i was freaked out for like the rest of the year like every night i thought that girl was like in the corner of my bedroom uh just twisting her head around and vomiting. <laughs> freaked me out freak me out and since it's a snake draft for my next pick um, I'm gonna go with Halloween. Okay. Uh, Michael Myers. The mm-hmm. da, 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 da. I don't know how many there were, but those freaked me out too. They're they're still making those. They, didn't they have one come out like last Halloween? Michael Myers, Halloween, yeah. uh, legendary franchise. So see, and, you like the slasher films then? I, I'm not gonna say I liked them because they they freak me out, and I don't watch. These them. are your favorite movies of all time. These are the top Halloween movies of all time. Uh, so, so, what's your next? What's your next pick? You're trying to pick. guess what everybody else is going to like, and I'm just set telling you what I like. No, these these stick out to me. Okay. Next uh, pick. My next pick is ET. Is that a Halloween movie? Of course. <laughs> you think ET is not a Halloween movie? I don't know. I'll ask Google Machine. Is ET? Well, I think it is, right? Because they dress them yeah. up. They dress, they dress them up, up as, as a ghost. ghost. Yeah. That's a classic movie, man. Yeah, it must take place around Halloween. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Halloween night. They dress on Halloween night. Michael and Elliot dress E.T. as a ghost. Yeah, I remember that scene. I, I haven't seen it in so long. I, I kind of uh, need, need to rewatch that with my kids. That's like, yes, me too. That's one that's kid friendly. Yes. Classic. That's what I'm telling it. you. Yes. I'll allow it. That's um, way better than your first pick. <laughs> For my last pick, I'm going to go uh, actually with a movie that I just watched with Henry this weekend. Casper. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Nice. So, Yep. He's, uh, of course, 
the friendly ghost, uh, you know, but you get the, you get the uncles in there that have all the slapstick comedy. And uh, I didn't realize some of the, they made some dirty jokes in there that I never picked up as a kid. And then when they would, uh, you know, when they made them, I just kind of looked at my wife and I was like, did they really just say that? I feel like so, that's what all, all 90 movies are made of. I feel like, man. So the original Casper, was it like a animated or not? I, I, I don't even know. It was not animated, but it, they had to do the animation for the ghosts, obviously, but um, yeah. but no, it was not an animated movie. Honestly, I forgot about that one too. Definitely a classic. I, I want to rewatch. Yeah. Check it out, man. It was good. Um, Hen- Henry enjoyed it. He he got a little bit scared at first when they were like building up the uncles to be these big scary ghosts, but then once he saw that they were like jokesters, it was he he liked it. Well, for my final pick, um I really thought you were going to take some of mine and I'm really torn now. <laughs> um so I'm going to say them both, but for number 3, I'm going to have to go with Ghostbusters. I had that on my list. I was uh that was actually yeah, I I considered putting that one in my list and then I decided uh Casper instead. So Ghostbusters classic. Classic. It's right in line with what I'm doing here. Yep. Watch it with your kids. Uh <laughs> yep. like I said, so I went um Exorcist, Halloween, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and you are Coco E.T. did you say? E.T. and Casper. Casper. Yes. Uh, my honorable mention would be Hocus Pocus. Mm. Uh, j- you can just add that in, and when mm-hmm. listeners vote for who had a better list, yep. just, um, just let it be known. I like Hocus did, Pocus. Did you have any other honorable mentions? Halloween Town. Okay, that's it's not bad. Um, mine was Gremlins. I'd never watched Gremlins. Okay, um, probably don't check that one out with your kids at this point. <laughs> um, Was it why? They? they they like it's like this cute cuddly little animal and then it's like oh you got there's three rules with the gremlins you can't feed them after dark and you can't get them wet and all that stuff and then the kid just keeps doing it and they turn into like these Freaking savage up. monsters yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah my my wife always tells a story about when she was a kid and she watched the movie gremlins um it was right after she got a furby if you remember furbies <laughs> they look just well, like furby well, they look just like furbies in their cute cuddly little stage but if you don't follow the rules then they turn into these gremlins right and uh <laughs> yeah so that one that one kind of haunted her childhood um and then the other one um i think you would also have a problem with is harry potter yeah that's not a halloween movie <laughs> that's what you think um, something significant always happens in every Harry Potter movie on Halloween. Well, let's also shout out. Um, I'm going through the list. We got Adam's family. We got the Jason series. Mm-hmm. We got, um, what was I thinking of? Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. But th- those don't make my cut. But um, The other one that I was going to have in here was Hubie Halloween. I've never seen have that either. Seen that? It's Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, we got to get on it. You, you I'm, in, I'm, on in, it. I'm inspired. It's time. It's time for my kids to watch these movies. Yep. All right. Uh, current events. You got anything? 
I mean, I don't, have, uh, I don't have any current events. I mean, we kind of talked on Israel already, and uh, Brinkle World really, War Three. We got. I'm really pretty sure I at. saw. Um, I think SEAL Team Six got deployed to uh, the area. Yeah. So, and we got like a destroyer. Like we're we're really in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's um. Well, that's not where we hang our hat here at TPP. We we know realize everybody gets their major news not from us. <laughs> <laughs> So you can check that and get that doom and gloom feeling elsewhere. Yep. Okay. What the crap? What the crap? That's what people tune in. (laughs) All right. My what the crap this week. Um, There's a man. His name is Uba Butler. Uh, He makes documentaries and he wanted to make a documentary about the amount of piss jugs on the side of the road. Like there's so many pictures. Hell yeah. There, right? Truckers, man. Truckers. So he talked to Amazon drivers and he said, What the hell is going on with all these piss jugs everywhere? Right. <laughs> hey, I actually so they, thought shout out to the piss jugs. I might go to Halloween as piss jug man. <laughs> okay. okay. I like it. Just throwing that out there. So continue. <laughs> um, so he's talking to the Amazon drivers. What's going on with all these piss jugs? And they said, well, we have, we don't have any choice because if I stop to go to the bathroom, I'm going to get fired. Like I'm going to be late and then I'm going to be fired. Um, so I, I have to, and then I'm not going to keep just a jug of piss laying in my, in my truck. I'm going to chuck it. Right. Um, so what he does is, uh, he decides to go around and collect as many piss jugs as he can find. Um, and he starts these, these Amazon drivers that he uh, talked to. They start giving just directly giving him their piss jugs. Sounds like a sounds like a fetish thing. Like, well, he's he's the kind of guy that, you know, he makes these doc- documentaries to make a point. Right. He wants to make a point with everything that he does. And the point that he's trying to make is that these that Amazon is a terrible company for putting this type of uh, environment on their workers, and yet they'll sell anything that they want or the, anything that they can make a dollar off of. Mm-hmm. So he collects these piss jugs and he <laughs> puts it in a can and sells it as release energy an energy drink and he puts it on Amazon and it instantly becomes the number one selling energy drink on Amazon's website. Wow. So, so Amazon of course catches wind of this and uh, they immediately take it down and issue a statement and all that. And yeah. So he, uh, he took Amazon driver P put it in a can and sold it as an energy drink on their website. And their website allows that to happen. They're what they don't require any sort of certification to say that the food that you're buying or the drink that you're buying is safe for human consumption. Wow. They just sell it because they can. That's like, yeah. One of them things that's just like for sale, but you do what you want with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Wow, that's so stupid. You said there's a documentary. Is it? He, I don't know. I don't think the documentary's out yet. I think he, because they it, this like 
recently came down off of Amazon. So I don't think the documentary is ready yet. He is piss jug man. He's piss jug man. Um, my what the crap and what the crap, by the way, that's a good one. That's ridiculous. Um, my what the crap comes out of Pennsylvania, okay. which is in its own right, a weird place. Uh, Parts lots of, of it, yeah. Lots of big state covers a large area. Penn lots state. Of, yep. Lots of, yep. Penn state. That's all you got to say. That's, uh, that's where the, uh, the dog lover was. The dog professor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got, you know, the Penn, Pennsylvania has a bad rap. This comes out of Pennsylvania. Also, Pennsylvania, did you realize in Pennsylvania, in the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia, is one of the only, well, it, it's home of Einstein's brain, which they removed from his body and it's on display at a museum. Really? Uh, fun fact. Yeah. Weird. That is weird. a fun fact. Weird state, dude. Better than Michigan. Mine comes out of Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. Reading. This, they call it Reading. Yeah. Well, Reading, <laughs> Red, Read, Red. So it's past tense. This is the tale of Stone Man Willie. Stone Man Willie was an inmate um, that died in Re. You say Reedy? Reading? Reading. Red, <laughs> I, I always call it, I, I lived in Pennsylvania for a couple of years. And I always called it reading, and people would correct me and say reading. Where is reading? It's like, uh, I think it's like south of Harrisburg, which is like in the center of the state kind of deal. Yeah. Like weird that area. Place. Center of Pennsylvania is a weird place to be. Yeah. Um, yes, so, not Stone quite Man- Pittsburgh, but not Philadelphia. This is the place where Stone Man <laughs> Willie, which is his nickname, met his fate. He was an inmate in Reading, Pennsylvania. In 1895, and he passed away in his jail cell. He was incarcerated on pickpocketing charges, but he never revealed his real identity. In true Pennsylvania fashion, when an inmate dies, what do they do? They try new embalming methods, which... I thought for sure you were going to say that they keep him in a building and refuse to cremate him. Yeah, like last week's what the crap. <laughs> I'm on a funeral. I'm on a dead body kick here. Um, so Stone Man Willie was embalmed in a proprietary way in 1895, and he his corpse it, it kind of like it was impressively mummified. And the, he, when the, when that happened at the um, Amon funeral home, uh, he was really proud of what he'd done to Stone Man Willie, which he coined him. Uh, his he his hair and teeth remained intact. His skin maintained a leathery, uh, leathery but stone hard to the touch texture, which is why they coined him Stone Man. And that I don't know the Willie just they guess that guy just thought that was funny, so he's Stone Man Willie. And for the next one hundred and twenty five years, Stone Man Willie was a tourist attraction in Reading. Uh, Pennsylvania. They just propped him up, and it's he's like weekend of birdies. Yeah, it's just like weekend of willies. Let's do it. Yeah, they just they they dressed him up in a suit. They put a red sash on his chest that said Stone Man Willie. He's just a tourist attraction. So everybody just come to look at take a look at Stone Man Willie, this dead prisoner. 
Dude, and um, this is where we need to go for our next family vacation. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're going to be let down months. because for Redding's 275th anniversary of the town, they decided finally that it was time that they lay Stone Man Willie to proper rest. Oh, and finally. Yeah, this week they buried Stone Man Willie. And uh, best of all, they finally revealed his true identity. He's not Stone Man Willie. He's actually James Murphy, an Irishman, Irishman from New York. And uh, that he ended up in Reading, Pennsylvania, where he was p- pickpocketing and being a scumbag. And then he got mummified and enshrined in Reading for a <laughs> hundred years. Okay. So. Love it. What what the crap? <laughs> kind of weird. All right, and time for the bo- Oh wait, sports. Sorry. <laughs> sports. Bill has <laughs> got to throw some sports. A little bit there. of sports. We got we actually have some uh some pretty big things to talk about this week. Big uh, L for Pennsylvania. One. Yeah. Um, Penn State College falls to the Buckeyes. Yes, that was an awesome game. Um probably not if you're not an Ohio State fan, um, I'd say a casual observer probably didn't find much joy in that because it was a defensive battle. Um, not a lot of scoring going on, but uh, I think the Buckeyes might have the best defense in the country. They are phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah. The Buckeyes defense really um, kind of saved Ryan Days from, from questionable decisions. Yep. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> So, yeah, I think uh, I really think that if as long as Kyle McCord can just get the ball where it needs to be and not turn it over by that, you mean in Marvin Harrison Jr.'s hands? Yeah, of course. It's that's never a bad place for it to be. Right. I think I think uh, either him or Cade Stover anyway. Um, I I really think that they have the the makings of a national championship team here. They yeah, just have good. To, McCord has to just not get in their way. Um, he's really them and him and the offensive line play. The offensive line needs to get better too, but uh, they've got, they've got some big tasks coming up. Um, you know, Wisconsin's coming up. So I think, uh, I think they'll, they'll be ready when it's time to play Michigan this year. I think. Um, and speaking of Michigan, we have you heard any of this Michigan news going on? I just heard they're under investigation for stealing opposing yeah. teams' signs. Yeah, so this one sounds pretty serious. Um, of course, Harbaugh was uh, suspended for the first three games. The school suspended him for the first three games of the season um, of this season because the NCAA was investigating him for a couple different things, recruiting violations, off-season workouts, um, you know, that sort of thing. The big thing was that he lied to the investigators when they came to ask him about them. Um, <laughs> so he, they proposed a four-game suspension. Uh, the NCAA said, uh, no, we're not accepting that. Um, so they said, okay, well, we're going to give him a three-game suspension, and that should be enough. And if you guys don't like it, 
then get the hell out. Jeez. So he's still under investigation for all of that stuff. And the NCAA is still trying to figure out what to do with him. Now he's, he's got this. He, he's still, I'm going to yeah. say, he's still doing better than Michigan State's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's still doing better than Mel Tucker. Um, <laughs> so then this stuff comes out. And this is uh, basically there was a coordinated effort within the Michigan program to send spies out and steal the signs from all of their upcoming opponents. And then they had a guy, they basically had a cheat code. Well, if this guy waves his arms this way, they must be running this play. So they knew what the play was before the ball was snapped, right? Yeah. Um, which if you can figure that out, then great. Uh, maybe they just need better signals. But this is kind of like that level of uh, what they call scouting is seen as kind of a um, like it's for one, it's illegal. There are rules against it. Yeah. Right? But the like college football uh, coaches, players, fans, everybody knows that you can, you can push the limits of what's actually a written rule to a certain extent. Right. Hmm. Everybody pushes the limits to a certain extent. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, we keep hearing that. The problem is that all of the coaches that you hear talk about this, um, they say that this is beyond the gentleman's agreement, right? This is above and beyond where everyone else is willing to go. Um, and it's using tactics that are not acceptable. So this is cheating. Okay. Um, now, Harbaugh <laughs> came out immediately and said, this is not true. We're not doing this. Um, I don't know what the, what you're talking about, right? Uh, as Sylvie would say, Henry did it. Was, Henry did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the problem is that the following day, which was, I believe, Friday evening, um, there is a uh, an analyst, a uh kind of a staffer role on the Michigan in the Michigan program. His name is Connor stallions and he has been suspended by the university of Michigan pending the investigation. Mm -hmm. And he wiped all of his social media, um, including his LinkedIn page, which listed him as a, he's a, um, he went to Navy, uh, the Naval Academy. And his expertise is stealing information from enemies <laughs> and finding a tactical approach to it to defeat it. Right. <laughs> so it's like designed his like his special specialty within the Navy is designed for exactly what Michigan's being accused of. <laughs> Harbaugh says there's nothing to this. It's all uh, it's all a load of BS. And then they turn around to suspend that guy the next day. This is wild. This is wild. So what's so, gonna what's gonna happen? What are the what what's gonna happen here? Um, I would guess that if if the NCAA actually does some digging on this and finds that there is evidence of it, I would say that they are going to hit Harbaugh with a show cause penalty, and Michigan's going to have to vacate their wins from the last two years. 
But what about this year? They'll probably yeah this year too, and and they'll probably get a bowl ban. Uh, um, like Harbaugh's not going to be able to coach there anymore. It's like this will be wow detrimental for the Michigan program for sure. I feel like um, this is one of those things like everybody's doing it. And that's so that that's kind of what I was what I was saying. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But the difference is that. Um, if you like the level at which you're going to, to get the information ahead of time is different. Like they're sending, they're sending people out allegedly to Columbus, to, mm. you know, Indiana or wherever they're, where, whoever they're playing, right? Just Columbus, <laughs> probably just Columbus, uh, to film the coaches as they're signaling the play in zoom out, see what play they run. And they collect all that data, tabulate it all. And, and then figure they, it know, out. they figure it out. They crack the code, right? Yeah. So they've, they've cracked the code before they even started the game. Yeah. And then obviously they're communicating during the game. Uh, I, I get it. It's probably not good for the sport. So, yeah, well, it is by, by law, by, by NCAA law, it is illegal to do, right? Yeah, if but, it's in the rules, by, and you shouldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, but by the coaching code, right? The code of conduct within the coaching circles, it is. It's playing very dirty, right? Where most coaches would be um, trying to get a leg up, they might, you know, buy an extra meal for a recruit or something like that. Um, which is what Harbaugh was accused of doing in the spring. Um, but they're not going to they're not going to film the other coaching staff trying to rec- this is the same thing that the that the Patriots got stripped of uh draft picks for. You know, remember Spygate back when uh yeah. they got caught filming the other team's practice? It's the same thing. Yeah, that's that sounds a little worse, but yeah. Um it's I mean it's the same exact thing. Yeah, I'm just surprised that, you know, I don't know. My, my my thoughts is, you know, what what are they gonna? What about they obviously have a good team right now, and yeah. this is hap- This is obviously probably positively affected their season this year. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, I don't know. It's you're gonna vacate wins know. from. Yeah, this is their best year in a while. Yeah, if they, if so, they find out. If so, there has to be evidence out there, right? Because the story came out this week, I think on Thursday, that uh, the Big Ten actually, the way that this all came out was coaches in the Big Ten were complaining to the Big Ten conference and saying, hey, Michigan's cheating, right? Here's our evidence. And the Big Ten felt that it was, that there was sufficient evidence there to do two things. The first thing they did was they called Michigan state who was playing Michigan this week. And they showed them the evidence and said, here's what we got. Here's what we know. Yeah. And Michigan state considered canceling the game because they, because they felt that there was enough evidence. The second thing the big 10 did was they sent it to the NCAA. Hmm. Why would, why would the big 10 turn in 
one of their flagship programs yeah to the ncaa they just ratted on on one of on one of their children to the cops <laughs> well obviously they have it to, has so to be it has obviously, to be pretty bad obviously they were cheating and they got yeah. caught but now what yeah that's crazy so um, i don't know man it's it, it's it, this this will be i think this is the end of jim harbaugh at michigan he probably finishes out the year and if if they if they make it through the year and the investigation's still ongoing there's no way he comes back with an, for another year to deal with this bullshit he's going to the nfl you think i, I he's such a michigan man and he, there's no I'll, way there's no way he comes back to deal with this bullshit I feel like they love him there and they love him, but he's, he's been rumored for NFL jobs the last three years. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. yeah that's wild. But it is crazy like, that, that like when they hired that guy in 2021, um, hmm. it, they got way better. <laughs> they got way better. They had they started beat, beating they Ohio had, state. They had not beaten Ohio state in like a decade. They hire that dude that they've now suspended and all of a sudden they beat Ohio state. I don't know. I mean, uh, you said it's a rule. I don't even think there should be a rule. If you are doing things, if you got the same signs every week and you can be found out, I feel like that's kind of on you. But like you said, their rules are the rules and they're established that that is considered cheating and a big offense. So, just don't get caught if you're going to do it as what well, I can say. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see where it lands. But this is, uh, if you're a Michigan fan, this, you cannot be happy about this. You cannot be thinking, uh, yeah. that this is nothing. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, definitely. The other topic I had for sports was, uh, the 2028 Olympics are coming up. And they're going to be hosted in Los Angeles. Yeah. And they've added a few new sports, uh, baseball <laughs> and cricket and flag football. So stupid. They're adding flag football to the Olympics. That's that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. What's that's funny. Like what's funny is they are encouraging NFL players to compete in the Olympics in flag football. Yeah, I mean, of course they are, <laughs> but it's like it's so stupid. <laughs> like we're the only people that we're the only country that plays football. Yeah, I mean, yes. really. And then I know a lot of guys. There's like German leagues, and there's there's leagues overseas, but it's just a bunch of Americans over there too. Mainly, <laughs> yeah. there I know guys that play in a league in Japan, Germany. Mm -hmm. That's it, but so just that's just people I know. So yeah. it's funny. I mean, it's like free medals for America. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. So the, what's funny is uh, all the memes coming out about this, and it's it's like guys uh, just looking completely shocked, and they're like, "This is the um, you know, the Croatian accountant that has to line up against Tyreek Hill and try to guard him. <laughs> it's, it's like, just, if you're going to do it, can we just play real football? Like, why we do Why is flag? Why is it flag football? Because if, if we play, if we put NFL players out there, they wouldn't go. 
They would, but they wouldn't have to. You could put, dude, you could put OU's team out there and probably still win a gold medal (laughs) at the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like no other countries play football. (laughs) It'd be interesting to see who's on the team. It would be. Because the thing is, like, we clown on guys that, um, like, we make so much fun of, of guys who struggle in the NFL. And they are still like at least one of the top 50 in the world at what they do. Right. (laughs) Like um, guys who like, like Zach Wilson, right. Zach Wilson, uh, quarterback for the jets. He got drafted in first round last year. Um, He had a a terrible first season. Um, They go out and sign Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the first game. And they're like, Oh, the Jets season's over. Cause Zach Wilson has to be their quarterback now. And he sucks. I mean, this is like a a 22-year-old kid that is one of the top 50 quarterbacks in the world, (laughs) in the entire world. I'll watch it, but... I'll definitely watch it, and we'll probably win every game by 100. We better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. Well, you got anything else? I don't. Okay. Well, it's time. For the Bible verse. (laughs) The Bible verse of the week. (laughs) Hold on. Any any time now. It's it's coming. Don't worry. In the same way, let your light shine before others. They may see your good deeds and glorify in your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. What's that mean? It means... If you do good things, like you trusting God, then that will show others that that God is real, and that they then they'll know God. And um, so you should try to be um good for the Lord. That's right. Good job. That reminds me. Um, did you ever watch? Did you go watch the Blind Side or not the Blind Side? The Blind, the movie. Uh-oh. The the Phil Robertson movie. Well, after um, I made Phil my Patriot of the Week, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. Obviously, it's well, not obviously, but I'll tell you guys, it's Christian based. Uh, the way Phil's life was going, and it did not change until he let God into his life mm-hmm. and um, there was this preacher that was coming around. He owned a bar and uh, you know, he, he like ran the preacher out of the bar, wanted to fight him the first time he tried to convince him, you know, bring God in your life, Phil, you know, you're not going, you're not mm-hmm. living right. And preacher just walked out and said, he's not ready. And then uh, he went on a downward spiral and the preacher showed up again and told Phil, you know, you don't got nothing to prove to any of these people in in life. You know, the only person that you got to prove yourself to is God. And you might think you have all these things that you want to do. You might have a chip on your shoulder the size of Texas, and you're wanting to prove all these people wrong. Got all, all this stupid crap 
going on in your life. It doesn't matter. But the only thing that matters is what's around you. And God's purpose for you is not to please all those other people, but it's to please the ones around you to honor God and just make your community, your family, the ones that are you're immediately touching. That's who God wants you to make better and glorify. You don't have nothing to prove to anybody else. Honor your creator. He's got a plan for you and the rest will follow. It's a great Bible verse. Yep, no doubt. That's the show. Freedom off. <laughs>